But according to Jazz Twitter, they're going to flame this as these guys think these guys fire Quinn Snyder. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes, Jazz Talk, and uh, we are here. Uh, I got to say, I'm not the most comfortable today. I'll get to that in just a second. Um, but uh, I'm here, as always, with Mr. Um, uh, Go to the Distance, nice, 49. Um, uh, Jared Barker. Jared, question for you. Yes. You ever had, of a, you ever had chicken, pox, chicken pox? I have, sir. I have. Okay, good. Good. All right. Because um, uh, um, uh, I may have shingles. Uh, we've I've done some self-diagnosing. I've heard you can actually get shingles uh, even if you've had chicken pox, depending on the the strain of the virus. So, well, I mean, if you if you have shingles, I mean, like that's where chicken pox comes from, or shingles comes from the chicken pox virus, right? So, correct. Just want to make sure I don't want to infect you because um, if you hadn't had it, I would be worried. But you've had it, so we're good. We're good. Right. Um, uh, and remember how last podcast I told you there were there was going to be a surprise. I'm going to surprise you on the pod. Ooh, yeah, you did say something about a surprise. I forgot about it. All right, well, we got two parents on with us tonight. First of all, I want to... Uh, making his debut as um, uh, hitting the high notes uh, co-host, Mr. Dragon Squash himself, Mr. Logan Cox. What's up, man? <laughs> oh, he's a permanent co-host. Oh, this is great. Yeah, I'm like... Yeah. I'm, like the, I'm like I'm like the JaVale McGee of the situation. You think that I'm <laughs> a waste of time, but you you'll you'll find your you'll find that you can't get a championship until I'm on your roster. So, <laughs> well, wow. no, but you can get it. That's been proven false. You can get a championship. If JaVale well, if you, want, if, if, if you want to dominate in the next five years, you're going to need me on your roster. So, gotcha. <laughs> all right, JaVale, thank you. Um, uh, I was going to say, um, uh, JaVale McGee is a very um, apt um, uh, metaphor there. We got, um, we got Logan on a minimum contract. I like this. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, oh, I'm not, yeah. I'm not. I'm, I'm paying you guys actually. So <laughs> it's, uh... Logan and I, we're going to start doing Sasquatch sports again, but I figure you know, that was going to be a lot of, just a lot of stuff. Hodgepodge. There'll be some jazz talk on Sasquatch, but, um, uh, you know, to get all the regular jazz stuff in, so we don't, we don't fill up Sasquatch with all that stuff. You know, high notes is a good place for it. Right. I agree with yeah. that. That's yeah. good. Uh, and we have a nuggets insider now. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big time nuggets insider. Uh, so I, I said, parenting's hard. We uh, so we we brought on one parent, but to to, to co-parent with him for this podcast to help us out here, uh, you know her as Punk 003. Uh, sorry, Punk underscore 003. You um, may know her because if you're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, if you're on Jazz Twitter, I, I think that's uh, if, if you're on Jazz Twitter, you, you listen to us. So, um, uh, what's up, Melissa? How you doing? Hi. I should have gave you like a cool. Uh, you, know, you know what? Not Melissa. You know, I'm gonna start over. What's up, future Mrs. Bogey? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Um, uh, we're, we're 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 recording late night because uh, both of uh, the dragon, both of um, uh, uh, Mrs. Bogey there had to um, uh, um, uh, put the kids to bed. So um, uh, and I had to wake Jared up. So that worked out really well for for all of us. Um, <laughs> Guys, it's, um, uh, you know what? We are the first game of the NBA Finals just happened. Uh, spoiler alert: um, uh, the evil team won. Uh, yeah, guy, and, and uh, everybody on the Heat got injured. It was awful. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's not it's not great. It's I'm not... pretty sure the Unibrow put a hex on all of them before the game. <laughs> With the witchy powers. He's got it something. Is, it is spooky season, so. Um, but yeah, so um, uh, you know, NBA. So that means we're winding down. 
uh, the end of the season. I think what the last day of the finals would be like what October eighth or so or seventh or if they I don't know when it's going to be. So it's very soon, like in the next week, week and a half. So whatever uh, three games from now is oh, right because yeah. the Heat are all injured. <laughs> um, but let's get back to um. Uh, uh, I mean, so October there was some talk today. Uh, the Alan Silver said, you know, they're gonna they're pushing for Christmas, a Christmas start. But they, the season might not start till January. That, that's only like uh, like the, the NBA draft is November eighteenth. Uh, the season like December twenty fifth seems like a real stretch, you know, because uh, you know the Heat and the Lakers are gonna get what um maybe two months of, of rest here uh, before training camp. Like not even two months, a month, a month and a half uh, of rest before I'm uh, uh getting back to training camp and getting ready, playing and going back home and vacation times. Yeah. Um, does that seem likely? That the December twenty fifth is that a likely date in in your guys' minds? Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. That's why I heard uh, they scrapped that one and they were moving for the first of the year. That that is um, uh, what they said today. But um, uh, I mean, November twenty fifth. Or sorry, December twenty fifth was sort of like the target date about a month ago or, or two months ago when they started the bubble. Um, but it, it sounds unlikely. It sounds like uh, Logan. What do you think? Oh, I mean, I guess the only rebuttal to that would be they got four months off just recently, so they should be ready to go. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, no, vacationing I mean, I, at home. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting. As the one thing we have seen with all the sports is that it's, it's very flexible. Once, I mean, I think baseball decided on their playoff format like two days before it started or something. I mean, it's it's been kind of an interesting – I mean, the flexibility we also saw the stuff with the Titans and the – and the the Steelers how they got it just this, this time is causing some weird flexibility. I think that Christmas has always been a huge showcase for the NBA, so I I, w- I don't think that Silver will let that die quite yet. I think he's going to push pretty heavily for that because that's always kind of been, even though the NBA starts in what late October, early November, that's always kind of been hey basketball's here is that Christmas Day basketball. So I mean I, who knows? I mean the players will push back I'm sure and other people and for for good reason. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think he's going. to I don't know. I, I I'm still gonna wait and see a little bit. And uh, and for the most part, um, uh, they love the Christmas Day games because like football usually wasn't playing at the same time, so they always, they yeah. got all the eyes on them, right? You know, and um. So, but again, like I said, November 18th is the the draft date. Um. So even if like they start, you know, January December, um, Jared, like like how do you feel about because the rookies have have had what they didn't have a March Madness, so they've been on you know quote unquote break from. March until uh, November, getting ready for the draft. Um, what do you think is going to happen to rookie draft picks this year? Um, uh, uh, coming into coming into the league. Well, I think it's going to be weird for them because they didn't really get to have their senior season. So, um, I mean, it's like you. Said, well, I mean, they did. Some of them did, but March Madness basically canceled all their tournament stuff. I mean, you're, you you don't have any guys whose stock rose because of their performance in March Madness, which I guess is. Good and bad for uh, for people. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 very confusing. It's kind of Logan mentioned. It's all kind of fluid. It feels like that the players that are going to do well are the ones that got mentally tougher through this, and the ones that are not going to do as well are the ones that kind of treated it like a vacation. So I mean, I feel like it's probably going to have be a mixed bag, and it kind of depends on the person. But I guess that's what that's what life is, right? Yeah. Logan, I think really, you, that's a really a very cold take. I think Logan, you you watch more college <laughs> basketball than I do. I think, and um, uh, um, I don't, for me, it's hard to like you know to to imagine being a rookie, having an extra long break. You know, usually they get done in April, 
and the draft is like in July. You know, they've had to wait twice as long, try to stay in shape, being in quarantine, doing all this stuff, trying to get there. You know, obviously, um, uh, they're going to have a very quick process from now until November 18th to try to get workouts in, interviews, uh, everything with the team done. Uh, like Jared said, you know, without March Madness, you know, their stock, their, their stock is basically what they do, what they did from their season, and then what they do in workouts. So maybe it's better. Maybe, maybe I'm a GMs or scouts were like, oh, this is what we know. We're going to go with this information as, as opposed to be swayed by a three-week tournament. Um, but, like, it, do you think it's going to be hard for these rookies to adjust to – I mean, it's hard enough to play an NBA season, a 66-game or whatever shortened season, if they start anywhere in December or January. Like, do you think rookies are going to make any any impact at all um, going into the season? Uh, I mean, I, I think I, I believe they. I believe they will. I mean, a lot of the times we don't see the rookie wall hit till later in the later, much later in the season. And actually, in some weird way, a short and truncated season might be better for them because a lot of these guys get trotted out to these various uh, the Chicago's where they do their combine, right? The, the various workouts around yeah. the country, the yeah, combines. Chicago. They're doing all this traveling, doing all this playing, and they go immediately to summer league like a week after the draft or something, right? And then. They play 82 games when it's usually they're used to not playing more than 40. That, so uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's going to be it's actually going to be better for them. I think the game of basketball is the game of basketball. Most of these guys know. It. But what I was going to touch on is exactly what you hit a little bit is it'll be interesting to watch what, how this affects the evaluation process because I've you know I, I've always been a big proponent that there's no bigger crapshoot in any professional sports than the NBA draft yeah, because I think you got I, that I, right. I, I think often they get caught up in potential. There's no there's no draft that's higher on potential. Maybe baseball, but uh, basketball is so high on potential. They get caught up in these things that aren't, like you said, some guy will show up and do something weird at a combine somewhere, and they'll just get really hung up. They'll get really high on them. And like Jared said, I wonder if they'll just go back to the old school way of scouting, which is just looking at film on guys, because I don't believe they're going to be able to pull people in like they were, right? Uh, or have these have, have as many There's workouts some, and things. Supposedly supposed to be like digital stuff, but yeah, you can't have like person to person workouts. That that stuff's kind of like uh, yeah. I think it's I think it's like I don't know if it's I think the NBA has kind of put the kibosh on the on the in person stuff. So, but either way, it won't be like it was before. I remember when I lived in Utah, you just watched the paper to see what four dudes were coming in that day to work out, right? And it was this revolving well, door of, well then, of guys yeah, exactly. and all this stuff. And, and I mean, I, yep. that's what I'm saying. I think from these guys' perspective, if they've stayed in shape and they've been playing ball, this might be actually a little bit less intense than what they were they're used to. So maybe we'll see the other side. But the scouting will be interesting. I guess that's the whole world's going to be different post-COVID as, we, as it will be a lot of interesting you know, reflection we go back and look at. But I, I'm interested to see how the, if, if this, if this draft, draft turns out differently than it has in the past on selections made and and how they went about scouting guys. Yeah. Mrs. Bogey, are are you a big um, uh, draft nick yourself? Do you, do you do you enjoy the NBA draft? No. No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I rarely uh, watch it. Yeah, like I'm. Uh, I, I think that I don't watch enough college basketball to really like have opinions on these guys before. So I'm like, eh, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> I'm like, eh, whatever. Yeah, my evaluation but, period kind of begins when uh, the jazz season ends, <laughs> and I don't. I don't feel like I watch that much film on guys and whatnot, but I usually I used to go back and look at like draft express type stuff, but you know now they're like a part of ESPN and their content sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> it really I mean, does. It like took a nosedive. Yeah, it is what it is because like uh, sometimes you, you, you're gonna like as long as said crapshoot, you're gonna you're gonna hit on Donovan Mitchell at 13. Uh, and sometimes didn't see that one coming. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, you, I remember when Donovan got drafted, and it was like, oh, hey, um, uh, this guy. This well, that guy was the in-person off. workout, though. That's way well, us for even, that, right? So that's um, like the, the first half of the season wasn't that great. Right, right. But I mean, I I remember when he got drafted, it was just like, oh, you know, they, because like it's not like Dennis. Uh, the stories that I've heard is Dennis Lizzie wasn't like actively trying to move up. Uh, Denver called and was like, hey, we have this pick, we want to move down. And they were like, all right. And the Jazz were like, yes, we want to move up. And it just worked out, right? Um, but um, well, uh, well, the the reason Denver called is because we had kind of already put the word out that we wanted to move up. Like, yeah. if you want to move up, we're interested. Is so, what I what I understood. Yeah. I mean, so, Denver did call us, so Denver was basically like, yeah, well, I mean, we gave you Rudy Gobert. We can't we can't not give you something this time. Like, <laughs> We can't give you another franchise cornerstone. Do you think I mean, they're keeping yes, themselves over that now, though? You know, I've, I I've do thought about think so because I feel like if mm. they had, I don't know. It's tough to say though because they're in a really good spot. Like they look good, but I, I don't know. The thing is that it's, it's, it's not. It's not like they. It's not like Donovan and Rudy played for Denver for a year. It's, it, yeah. it's like they were never. Denver draft picks. They're just guys that were in the spot that Denver had. Like they're not like guys like, oh man, we really like De- Donovan. We like this kid. Oh, but you know, Utah came with a better offer. All right, we'll give him up. You know, it just I, I don't know about the organiz yeah. if the organization kicks themselves, but I feel like um, the fans are like, man, if we had Jamal Murray and right. Donovan Mitchell, but I'm also and like, the fans, I, I, definitely. I've asked I've asked Denver fans like, well, how do you guys feel about what happened there? And they're like, well, it it is what it is. Like at, at the at the if they kept those picks. Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell didn't make sense for Denver anyway. Well, yeah, right? Ru- Rudy definitely doesn't make sense, but I don't know. Donovan might well, have made sense. Well, but the Nuggets weren't the Nuggets weren't picking for themselves though. They're picking on behalf of the exactly. Jazz, correct? That's what I'm saying. Like I'm a, so I mean, it's a, you put a you put a whisper in the ear like they do all the time and say, "I need you to draft this guy for me." So if they keep that, oh, pick, they that's not, true. They like, they do they, they take somebody else? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how Gobert worked out. I don't. I wasn't paying attention back then. But Mitchell, it seems like they, with, they what, sold what, us what, the what, pick what, basically. Yeah, if what you guys are saying is true. I mean, so so they sold us the pick. So in that case, they may have a, they could have. I guess in that case, may have some buyers remorse, but or well, sellers the, remorse. But but the problem but Mitchell, with that Mitchell, is, Mitchell is they were on. never going to use Rudy because they yeah uh, they had well you know Yosek and they, Rudy. I mean, they, they, they had liked, the same problem they had with Nursik. They like them. Uh, they like yeah, Gary Harris. Sure. They like they had Jamal Murray uh, already on the roster. You know, is they they weren't looking at getting another two guard. Yeah, you know, so we're talking too much about these damn Nuggets. <laughs> But, uh, that's my that, that that's my new that's my new podcast the nugget pouch. Yeah. These damn it. nuggets of gold. It's yeah, but like, well, I, mean, I, I think I think it's fair to talk about it because um, uh, you know, I, I Jazz fans love to dunk on the Nuggets for that, and I'm just like guys. Yeah, but now the, the Nuggets can dunk on us three one, right? Oh, you blew a three. But they also did it to the Clippers too. Come on. So, yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, that, I mean that's the great thing about being a Jazz fan is is is. Everybody had basically forgotten about our three-one blown lead, and like, it's not like a three-one blown lead in the finals. It's not like anything. Like it would barely even matter to anybody. Except jazz fans. Exactly. Times. Except us. What was that? I, I read on the interwebs that Doc Rivers said it happened to him three times. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is wow. very true. One time. Enough. One time. One time. One time with uh, the. The third time it was a real surprise. I forgot all about it. I believe it was the Orlando Magic with T Mac yeah. guaranteeing the next round. Oh Oof. my god, man, that really sucks. Oh T Mac, poor T Mac. I, I know. Shoes. I feel so Great, bad for him. Greatest shoes ever. 
<laughs> I don't know where I put T-Mac in the Pantheon or Parthion. I don't know how to say it, uh, of superstars. But, man, did I love watching uh, T-Mac play. He's a fun uh, player. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm, uh, I, li- I like him really a, a lot post career. Like I feel like his he's, he's fun to listen to and stuff. And um, he's on Rivers, the jump, but I don't like watching the jump anymore. It's just Doc Rivers yeah. um, uh, lose twice as a Clippers coach, or did, or did he lose once as a Celtics coach? Three one. I want to say they said Houston. They did it against Houston. Oh, that, that's right. Houston, yeah, that, that, that Chris two, two with the Clippers, oh, yeah, oh, two with the Clippers, damn. and oh, you know. one with the Magic. And I can't guarantee. I can't. I didn't write in. I don't fact check me. I don't know. I didn't even check to see if it was the T Mac no, Magic. you right. I just saw Magic and assumed that it. I saw. I saw it was with Orlando. And I assumed it was T Mac guaranteeing. Let me Google next that. round. Doc oh. Rivers three blown leads. <laughs> Next head coach for the Utah Doc Jazz, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is the only coach to ever blow three three-one leads, according to Hoop Type. Uh, MVP level: Tracy McGrady, Magic three-one over the Pistons. Uh, McGrady famously told the media after Game Four, "It felt good to get to the second round." <laughs> and, and that's why you guys added Javale McGee to your roster, right? <laughs> for, for, for. Also, that um, a Chris Paul Blake Griffin team. That was a, that was a great Clippers team too. Honestly, uh, yeah. that was a great factor that you threw in there. That made it all. Um, How do you guys feel about Doc Rivers to potentially the the Sixers? That'd be interesting. Yeah, that that that, that would be interesting. I mean, I, I, Doc Rivers is Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers is hard to figure out. At moments, I feel like he's overrated. And other times, I feel like he's. Can we, great put coach, a, but I, mean, I don't know. Can we put a pin in this because I, I do have a coach talk I want to talk about later, and so I think Doc okay. Rivers. Will- Hitting the High Notes is an Unwrapped Sports Partner Podcast. Check out the new live streaming show, Unwrapped This, on Twitter. And follow Unwrapped Sports at Unwrapped Sports on Twitter and IG. Speaking of sliding into DMs. Um, uh, hi, 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 Melissa, or sorry, hi, hi, future Mrs. Bogey, how are you? Uh, hi. <laughs> you like that? That was that was very sly of me. Um, <laughs> so we're going to talk about um uh, some uh big things happening for the Jazz. I, I think they're big things. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're big things. Um, so something that happened um uh, last week sometime was uh former New Orleans Pelicans GM Del Demps is hired on as an assistant coach for uh, Quinn Snyder. And then Keon Dooling is brought on as a, a developmental coach or something. I can't remember exactly what his title was, but, but two guys. And it seemed like the beat reporters were all very fond of the hirings. Um, I personally do not know, but there's a reason why I have the three of you on here. So you guys can kind of tell me what your thoughts are. Uh, you know, future Mrs. Bogey, how do you feel? Like, do you think this is big news that the Jazz got? I think uh, they're good pickups. I think uh, Julie's going to be great for player development. Oh, interesting. I I remember him as a player. I don't remember. I don't know what I, I don't know what his resume is beyond what he did um, uh, in his uh, NBA career. But uh, again, every like Eric Walden, Tony Jones, people were like were like really high on this one and. Uh, there was talk about Dell Demps being a former, you know, GM coming back down to coaching, working a lot with uh, Quinn Snyder, so they have a personal relationship. Quinn Snyder sort of getting his guy Logan. Is that is that a big deal? Yeah, I mean, I think Dueling will be great off the bench. He can he can fill that void we have with the one two that we're always oh, not actually playing. Um, <laughs> uh, Signed up to a minimum contract to be our third yeah, point guard. Yeah, so, well, oh, yeah, 
Demps will be huge because I mean, clearly I've, I'm an avid listener of your guys's pod and the new Orleans organization is the pre- premier organization <laughs> in all of basketball. And, uh, they're, they're merely just there. I mean, the fact that they get a championship this year is just a, a preamble to what's going to happen for the next five straight years. So now, this is why we it, brought him on, man. This is why he's <laughs> yeah. our third guy. Cause I love this guy, man. I mean, I mean, Dunk it on you, that I mean, freaking nuggets guy. I'm, I'm, <laughs> or not I'm, nuggets. Sorry. I mean, it, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's not, I mean, favors was already coming back. It doesn't mess. And favors was never dumps anyways. So we get favors back, but I mean, that kind of insight with a historically great run franchise is just going to be <laughs> game changing because being a GM and being a third assistant coach is huge. So hey, Chris uh, Paul, man, I don't know if he's Chris Paul's GM or not. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, 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 the GM. For oh, that's Chris a, Paul was, that's was interesting. David, David Stern. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, David Stern. Uh, I think David Stern, the, the owner. Right. David Stern. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> he blocked the trade to the Lakers. Remember? Uh, rest in peace. Uh, I, I remember. I remember that. That was oh, that was man. a good game. Man, I, my favorite David Stern moment is still the the gym for the gym realm. He's like, yeah. "Do you stop beating your wife?" I'm like, "Oh yeah. my god!" That's I did not. I had never heard that before until like recently. Like I think when he passed away, someone tweeted it out, and I was like, "Oh." I don't even remember when I first he went heard stone him. I was just like, oh my goodness, this guy's a stone cold killer. I was like, oh. How dare, how dare Jim Rome bring up conspiracy theory with the NBA, right? <laughs> Jared, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you big on this uh, Dell Dumps hiring? Um, I think it's a, uh, like that experience factor seems like it's a cool thing. Um, I honestly don't know how to feel. I'm kind of like, feel like I'm in a similar boat as yours. Like, I don't know. I mean, he has a working relationship with Quinn Snyder from when they were both, uh, you know, involved with the Spurs organization. So Spurs, Spurs related. So it's probably good. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only I mean, good, I, only, only good things come from San Antonio. Well, I mean, now, <laughs> <laughs> now they're awful. Like, <laughs> but, no, no, but I, before, mean, I, mean, I, don't know. I mean, that. I mean, that wholeheartedly. San Antonio yeah. is a hell of a spot. Well, we understand why you're saying that, but <laughs> but but she's San Antonio via New Orleans, so yeah. like, hey, there you go, there you go. Hey, well, double now. win. Are you, you related to Dale Demps? <laughs> so I'm um, uh, Jared's in my boat. I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach Jared how uh, not to get wet. I'm uh, you know Mr. Miyagi style. First, the the stand. Um. So yeah, I'm uh yeah it's it, it's again I, this has really nothing to do with the Derek Favors stuff. I mean he wasn't connected to Derek Favors at all really. So but he's um, coming uh, home. He's, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Bogey, uh, Mrs. Favors here. I'm uh, actually you're Mrs. Bogey, Jared's Mrs. Favors. Um, <laughs> and I'm uh yeah like I'm uh, again that's I'll a, take that's, it. I'll take yeah. it. Like I don't know, it's, it's it's a fine move. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm, uh, we we get that big, big thing there. Um, well, it's not, I gonna told be, it's, it's not going to be Marc Gasol because I heard some of it because supposedly hey, uh, Chivoli Chivoli did follow, does still follow me on Twitter. So because one, uh, one of the rumors, one, one of the rumors, was Marc Gasol, right? Yeah, well, one of them was Marc Gasol. Yep, that was one of the rumors um, a long time ago. Uh, he was one that I had put on my list of like possible, you know, in case. Favors and come back. Other people that we could talk about, but now it's like no. He's, he's coming to a minimum contract for sure. Yeah, <laughs> well, the Jazz are getting everybody. Everybody. 
Well, Mark, I mean, well, I'm saying Marcus. I mean, Marcus not playing for the money anymore. Marcus is going to Barcelona, so it's not like he's signing a huge contract anyway. I mean, he might be making pretty good Barcelona money, um, but um, I don't know what the contract he was. No, that's a lie. Barcelona. He's coming to the Jazz. Stop lying to me. No, I'm just kidding. Barcelona bucks. <laughs> Barcelona, yeah. Barcelona. And, and, which is like for, for I think Marcus not just wants to you know play more, and, and that's again there, there was a name that. And, and like he played in the ACB before, if I'm not mistaken. For for a future for a future podcast episode we were gonna do, Marcus was gonna be a name we were gonna talk about, but looks like that's out of there and you know, it happens. It, it is what it is. So um now nah, we'll just send Dell Demps over there and he'll talk him into it. <laughs> um uh, so I'm uh, avoid that contract in a minute. Dell Demps. <laughs> yeah. This is Buggy, what is your what is your dream? Wish list for the Jazz offseason. I, I know one, but um, uh, any, any other names that you're like, we want this guy to come. I just want him to fix the bench. That is like our biggest problem right now. Yeah, I mean, right, right. <laughs> we have huge glaring holes on the bench that need to be fixed, and Niang is not the answer. Uh, Let's get KCP to come off the bench for us. Here you go. <laughs> I have, I, I thought about Niang thing a lot, and like I, I know, and you know, this will put us into a topic so I'll, I'll say it for when we something that logan had brought up um uh and actually mccade in a way uh brought up um we are last week or two weeks ago uh so logan I mean, you had talked about quinn snyder right as a coach yeah um uh, what was like your your thought process when you asked jazz twitter what you asked yeah well what i was doing was that it was interesting because there was a lot of heavy there's a, a lot of pretty gnarly bashing of Alone, I, obviously there was that that shot of him in game one or two where he's sitting there looking, he's praying on the sideline. Uh, that was a screenshot that was shared quite frequently. There was a lot of it seemed like a lot of dunking on Malone. I was driving across the middle of nowhere, Idaho, and it kind of hit me. I was like, well, wait a second. I mean, obviously we live in our own little our own little bubbles and our own little perspectives, but I mean, and it, it, but in but in true Twitter fashion, when you ask the question, is one better than the other? You have to be slamming the other, and I wasn't slamming Quinn. I was just asking. You know, we get so caught up in Quinn being the great and fantastic. But honestly, from my perspective, uh, Malone has Malone teams have kind of not kind of they have delivered more than 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 the Jazz teams have. The, the, those Nuggets teams have finished where most of us felt the Jazz team should be going into the season the last couple of years. We felt like we should be a two or three seed, and we always end up you know four or five or six. Now I get, I get that what happened at the end of the season, the bubble was a was a a tank fest. But if we would have played it out, we probably would have been four or five again. And those teams, those Nuggets teams, have been doing what we thought the Jazz team should do. And uh, I just found it interesting that, you know, he didn't seem to get a whole bunch of love in the first, I think the first four or five responses were no, no, no. I was like, well, I mean, what are we, what are we basing our decision on? And I'm not saying that Quinn's not bad. I, I, I want to get rid of Quinn. I think Quinn's a great coach. But it was just interesting to see uh, the responses. And then, yeah, once McKay chimed in, the holy hell, I don't I'm Again, self-inflicted because that guy has created his own persona. I get it, but man, that was not fun to be caught in those things. Dude. <laughs> it was a barrage. Last like well, a week later, you you get people chiming in, and I'm like, yeah. this is, this is what it's like to be that dude. Um, but again, I mean, he's created that persona, so I get it. I'm not feeling bad for anybody. But that's it's just once he chimed in, it got escalated to a whole different level of right. Of, uh, he, of he's very passionate about it too, uh, Mrs. Yeah. Bogey. Wait, who 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 chimed Hold in? Exactly. Hold on a second. This is Bogey. Oh, yes. um, how do you, how do you feel as Quinn Snyder as a coach? What are your personal thoughts about Quinn Snyder as a coach? Like, where does he fall for you? You know, just thoughts wise. Like, you don't have to rank him, but like, what do you what do you think of Quinn Snyder? As a coach? I think he's a good coach. I just don't understand. It seems like we have this problem where 
we start out really slow and then at the end of the season comes when we should should probably be stronger than we were at the beginning of the season and we can't seem to put more than a couple wins together and it's frustrating to watch like we should finish higher than what we are and we never do yeah, right. And Jared, what makes Quinn Snyder a good coach? In your like, like, it, when people ask you if Quinn Snyder is a good coach, what do you what do you tell people that are NBA fans, not Jazz fans? Well, I feel like um, I I had a I had a big back and forth uh, earlier this year specifically with um, with a, Josh. one of one, no with one of the uh, <clears throat> one of the. Golden State fans that I follow, who I think is actually pretty basketball knowledgeable, and he would always say that Quinn Snyder's offense is like high school offense and all this stuff and this kind of thing. And then the playoffs came and we were rolling up three one. He's like, I, I think I owe Quinn Snyder an apology, and I was like, clap, clap, clap. <laughs> you know, thank you very much. But um, I don't know how he feels now. I don't know if he feels like the Nuggets just locked in or if Quinn lost us the series or whatever. But I feel like we put a lot of stock in coaching sometimes, and sometimes the there's only so much a coach can do except for take out a player or put in a different player. And uh, maybe I think, okay, I'm, uh, you asked me what Quinn does well and what I say he does well to people. And the more I, I I was thinking about it and all of a sudden what came up is, you know, something he doesn't do, (laughs) which is the rotations. We feel like, Oh no, this guy, the shouldn't be in right here. Why, why are you doing that? Absolutely. Um, some things that he does do well, he he sticks with his guys. He um, he's very stubborn, like Popovich, and sometimes that to sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it's to its detriment. Um, but I I feel like the fact that he shows faith in the players. I feel like the fact that Rudy and Quinn had that great moment when Rudy got named Defensive Player of the Year. Was that the second time when they're like in the audience? They were showing, yeah, because the I think the the show where they all went to the red carpet and everything was the second time. Um, but they had that great moment, and we were all like, "Oh, Quinn, you know, he he helped Rudy become what he is." And you know, if we had a coach like uh, Tyrone Corbin, still we'd be in the dumps and blah blah. blah. And then, you know, so everybody was is a Quinn love fest. I feel like he's a good player development guy. The question is, yeah, can he can he get the guys to perform in the postseason? And that is the the big looming question. So I'm going to ask the question to myself now, right? So I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll turn around oh. on myself. And <laughs> um, so what, what you, you said about the offense, right? Like that he runs a very rudimentary offense. Like that's not the first time I've heard that. They just run it really well. Like they go over and do it really well, but also it, it, it doesn't leave a lot of um, uh, uh, room for like improv or like just, if it doesn't, if it breaks down, what do you do next? You know, um, I, I also will say that seeing a lot of ISO ball. Yeah. Quinn is also, Quinn's a great teacher, right? Quinn has taught these guys a lot and like has helped develop. He's a good developmental coach. Uh, but we are missing like that strategic, like, I mean, we, we, we all call him the math scientist. Like, Oh, we gave him, I mean, Quinn had four months to figure out how to get stuff done in the playoffs or in the, in the, in the bubble and didn't work obviously. Um, so, but this is where I get caught up on like, Oh, well, like Logan's question was, well, you know, is Quinn Satter or or Mike Malone better? Or, you know, after Doc Rivers was fired, McKay put out there that maybe the Jazz should hire Doc Rivers instead. Um, and it comes out to me like, like, I think we get so caught up and everybody gets so good. Like, say, oh, this guy's better. But, like, what does that mean? Like, if Quinn Satter was number seven 
and Mike Malone was number eight. Okay, he's better, but what does that really mean? You know, uh, and that's why I have a hard time like ranking because like I think Quinn is a good coach, but I also think he has deficiencies. We talked about this many times. We talked about it when oh, yeah. Mark Welling was on. We talked about it for over a year now. Actually, I think I said that. Well, I think Quinn is a good coach. I don't know if that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means like, Shout okay, to well, Mark, Mark said that Quinn, Quinn, he feels like Quinn is our program builder and we need somebody else for a next step. That's, that's yeah. his baby. That's, and, uh, uh I remember I, I said Josh earlier. Cause like, I remember there's a fan name. I don't know what his handle is, but let's not say it. This is uh, Josh. I know him as, and he talked about this last year when the jazz fell out of the playoffs is, is Quinn Saturday in the top five. Like, what does it matter? Like, like if Quinn was top five, does that mean the Jazz are automatically going to the championship? Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like, yeah. like Spolster, like Spolster's getting a lot of love right now, very deservedly. But it wasn't the same love he was getting two years ago when the Miami Heat were not in the playoffs. Like, what changes? What makes what what makes you top three one year, but then you know if you're out of the playoffs, you're not in the conversation. You know I, what I'm saying? I feel like Spo has should never have fall out have fallen out of that conversation. He but got he the did. most out of LeBron that but, anybody ever has. I know, did, I know. I know. Yeah. yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I, that's why I think ranking people is just—it's just such a weird thing because they're all like they do. Well, yeah, well, maybe, and maybe, it's really maybe, more personal opinion than actual. Fact. Right. I mean, everybody's opinion right, could right. be different on it. Right. Well, maybe and maybe so, ranking it, maybe ranking them is not the right answer. I guess the more pertinent question is yeah, because rankings can change just like everything changes every year. But the more the more important question is, 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 is are they in the tier that's going to be able to get you a championship? Because exactly. a good coach, a, a good coach is going to get you things. A good coach is going to get you the better seed sometimes, and going to make those adjustments. And that's that's what I'm saying is maybe you don't need to worry about it. Like you said, yes, yeah, seven or eight's, you know, not really relevant. But is it are they in that tier that can get you the title? And you know, that's Rivers is interesting too because you know he did get a title, but I, I think I saw someone put on Twitter it was fantastic. They kept showing it was you know Paul Pierce being an ass hat again about something. <laughs> um, and, and, and someone, and someone, and someone quote tweeted and said, has, has there ever been a team that got more run out of one championship than this team did? And, and these guys, KG and Paul oh, Pierce dude, and all these, they run that to death. Exactly. Oh, and it's like, dude, they won one title. That's all they want. I mean, you would have thought they would have dominated for a decade, but right. you know, but anyway, that's a whole different tangent, but right. So yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, again, and so I, I think you've hit on the point, like, yeah. So, I mean, he's a good coach. Uh, and that, that should be the end of it. No, he's a good coach. We we think he's a good coach because of this, this, and this. But does it matter if he's top five? Does it matter if he's top ten? Like, what's the cutoff for? Like, all right, coach number fourteen is good. Coach number fifteen, though, oh, bad. You know, like, what's the oh, cutoff? That's a good point. How do you how do you continue to rank them? And you're like one through thirty. Who you got? <laughs> and you said like, yeah, yeah. Mike Malone was on the verge of being fired by some people. When they went down three one, and now he's coming right. back from three one twice, like right. And Mike yeah. Malone proved that he can adjust better than Quinn Snyder can. Yeah, and yeah. Well, I think I think he also had a little bit. I don't know. They had a little. Bit, to me, they have a they had a personnel advantage too. So I mean, you can't. I mean, they had the personnel equ- advantage. Equating, uh, I know, but equating co- equating coaches one to one is just so difficult. I don't know that that even needs to be done. You know what I'm saying? But, I think this hammers at the point that I'm. Uh, we're all starting to see the cracks in the Quinn Snyder Foundation. Like, you know, like, oh, you know, Quinn Snyder sticking with a guy that us fans, you know, look, George Yang is a very, a very nice guy. A, a guy George that Yang is our Chauvin Mac now. We wanted to, uh, to have on the podcast. But when there are multiple, George Yang has uh, incriminating evidence or incriminating photos of, of Quinn Snyder. <laughs> 
happening weekly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Um, he's our you know. he's our Quinn. He's our uh, Shelvin Mack now. Is that people are like, why is he playing? Dang yeah. it. Where, 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 where did where did George? He's he's an Iowa State guy, right? Right. Yeah. That's relatively close to Missouri, so you know. <laughs> Quinn's Quinn, Quinn's Quinn Quinn's was scouting bright. him back in the day. Oh, I know you. Well, well, yeah, I mean, oh, he's Missouri, an Missouri. illegitimate son. Oh my goodness. No. Well, that well, yeah, Missouri and Quinn. You know, look into yeah. that history if you want a good read. Quinn's um, uh, yeah, Quinn's um, uh, best times oh, were man. in Missouri. He's such, a, he's such a baby face in Missouri. <laughs> you look at those photos. You're like, dang, this guy was so young. Check his nose. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, so I mean, I think it's because uh, McCade, uh, you know, I, I respect the guy now a lot, actually. And he put out there, you know, Doc Rivers and Quinn Snyder and obviously got killed for it. And I'm like, you know, guys, it's, it's not a it's not an unfair question. Like at one point, because I think jazz fans have been conditioned to think, OK, the longer tenured coach that you have, the better it is for your franchise. And yeah, at some we point, that was slum. Yeah, I mean. At some point, you have to cut the cord, right? Like, I'm a slow condition of the Jazz thinking, okay, we need a coach that's going to be here for the next 20, 30 years. And really, the only other guy to do that is uh, Popovich, right? Yep. And, um, uh, and and everybody else, like, you know, I you, you don't, don't think we're a franchise that's built for constant coaching changes either, though. Well, I don't no, no, feel I, like that, that would be good for us. Yeah, like, you don't want to be New York, you don't want to be Phoenix, but at some point, <laughs> like, how long has Quinn been Nobody wants to be Phoenix. Yeah, right. Quinn's been in Utah eight years, I want to say. Well, Phoenix is feeling like they're they're doing pretty good now. <laughs> it's not hard to win in the bubble when you're used to that because you don't have fans show up because you. Suck. <laughs> this true. is bogey with I the love fire. That. That's but awesome. um, uh, I, saw, I mean, I, I think at some point it's fair to ask, uh, you know, have, have the Jazz run their course with Quinn Snyder? You know, is there is there a disconnect between? You know, Dennis Lindsay, Justice Attic, and Quinn Snyder. Is there? Is there like someone told me this? And I don't I, know. I don't Would think, we have brought in Dell Demps if there was? I don't know. I don't know if Tony Parks. Um, uh, you know, Tony Parks. That's what's going to happen. Dell Demps right? is going to supplant Quinn Snyder. We're going to fire him. I know. I'm not. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying, I'm, no, uh, I like, know. I'm just making stuff up. Cause I'm sorry. Okay. Well. Um. So. <laughs> okay. uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know where to go with that. Um. So. I mean, like, I, I just think there's a real question going. Okay, it, we, we've run the course. We've seen the Jazz get to the second round. We've seen the Jazz. I mean, what makes Consider a great coach in people's eyes is that he overachieved with lesser talent. But then when the Jazz go, win got them, um, uh, you know, the the best offseason acquisition according to the future Mrs. Bogey. <laughs> um, when the Jazz got more talent. That then uh, Chris had underachieved. So, but you got to remember, we also didn't have that more talent for the playoffs. I mean, but I mean, God, it, this year was just a real mess, right? Like this year. Yeah, it was, it was unfortunately. Really well, the, yeah. the 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 other problem was that our other two acquisitions just completely fell flat and produced not much. So that was really frustrating when Davis had that really great game and then hurt himself. It's like he's finally showing up and now he can't play. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was rough. Oh, poor. I, 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 yeah, and that's the thing. Like, like, is Ed Davis a bad player? Is Jeff Green a bad player? Well, I don't know. I, I, Jeff I saw Green just did not fit in the Jeff. Yeah, but Jeff Green. I just feel like he didn't fit our system for some we reason. We keep saying that. We keep saying that he didn't fit. But well, he didn't. He didn't fit Quinn's system. He yeah, Quinn so, and him like, maybe were clashing. I don't know. So uh, I, is, is who, I heard who rumors of that personality problems. So I don't Jeff, know because Jeff Green was still talented, right? Yeah. So is that, is that Chris he wouldn't produce for the Rockets. I, yeah, I, yeah I but if the player I, I, doesn't I, I, like I, where he's at, he's not going to produce. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things I'd question Quinn on. I, I would question, you know, the incorporation of a lot of other players, especially Connolly. But, I mean, the Jeff Jeff Green is one of the greatest enigmas in the last 10 years, 15 years of the <laughs> NBA. I mean, so, I mean, there's been plenty of people who have had trouble getting Jeff Green to, to assimilate to what's going on. He's been so – That's I mean, absolutely true. The, 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 guy, the guy's been up. There's, every time you get Jeff Green on your team, like, this is exciting. He, I mean, Jeff Green was a part of that core – Thunder Group too, right? I think right. Isn't that where he started? He was with the the hard think, Westbrook Durant. I think you may be right. Because yeah, he got so traded. He, he got traded to the Sonics yeah. for Ray Allen. So yes. Yeah. So I mean, he, he he's he's one of those players. So I mean, Quinn wasn't the first one to not get. I mean, that's what that's what makes Jeff Green so maddening is he 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 did it. He's he, he's so up and down. So uh, for for Jeff Green, I don't necessarily hold that against Quinn, but with with the inability to really assimilate any of those new guys is right. i think a question mark especially Connolly. i mean that's that's right. the pieces you, you we, we essentially went all in on Connolly, and if if quinn he had to have known they've been talking about this for since the trade deadline last year yeah um, I, you know so so his, his his inability to get you know more out of to get and i understand Connolly was hurt and I, I still don't know how it all plays out but I, yeah jeff green i would it's jeff green's just yeah. that's just jeff green it's just, just, just another well i mean yeah. just another it's just like a jeff green like well, it comes back with Conley, it comes back to the whole he wasn't getting the offense down, which blows my mind when people say that it's high school offense. Then why right. are all of these good players having such a problem picking it up? And that's that's another problem. It's like, it's like you know, I, I had always said, and I'm, uh, you know, something like, oh, you know, this was a, a year to, for the Jazz to gel together. And I don't know why I should think that. I, I, I don't know why it should take a year for them to gel when – Obviously, other teams can do it much quicker, and so again, I, I again, I think Quinn's a, a good coach. I am just now on the side of like, well, is he the is coach he that's going to take the jazz? Though. Is he a yeah, yeah. coach? Just, just the coach sure? that's going to take the jazz to the right, to the right spots, you know, to do with, with the roster they have now and the moves they're, they're making now. Is that the coach that's going to take them to the next level? So, hmm. um, and that if Quinn Satter were to move on, he'd find another job. Uh, like it's, it's like Mike, Mike D'Antoni, you know. He he goes to a place, he gets them to a really good heights, but he hasn't gotten to the the championship hump, right? So, I don't think Mike D'Antoni is a bad coach. I think, he, I mean, I think he's one of the better coaches in the NBA. Like we've seen him reinvent, you know, that Phoenix team. We've seen him do great stuff with that Houston team, and I'm like, oh, Mike D'Antoni might be a really good coach. So, that's yeah, Mike, 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 Mike D'Antoni been interesting podcast and dissect period because you're right never won a championship but essentially he's changed the way the ba- basketball is played right uh, yeah, i mean yeah. that that i mean the way we look yeah. at it because the the seven those, seconds those, or less dan tony exactly and that led that essentially led to the wide open stuff that made something like the warriors possible right right so right. Pretty much. i mean it's 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 it's, it's a pretty interesting you know mark he'll have on history is changing the way it was played but never was never good enough to get it over the top <laughs> Well, you, you also have to wonder what would have happened if the if the the whole thing with the Kobe and uh, who was it that fell out or they suspended him for a game? Amari. Yeah, Amari. There you go. Yeah. Um, Logan, I'm, uh, so at the at the forty two thirty ish mark of this podcast, I want you to listen to it because I'm, I'm going to throw some over the top music because um, uh, you 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 said the magic word over the top. <laughs> hopefully, there's the, hopefully there's footage of Sly just. Uh, just pumping iron in his truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pumping iron in his truck. I have, you know, I, I, I've been sitting on a, I've been sitting on a tweet for a while about uniting the country. I'm not, I don't know if I should share it here or not, but 
You know, there's only there's only one answer for the country, and Sylvester Stallone, to be honest. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Unless we're going to have the, an, a party called the Italian Stallions. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, you know, the only thing that's going to bring us back together is, is if he fights Drago again. That's the only time, you know, because if I can change, you can change. We all can change. And, uh, that's what the world needs right now. I don't know. It feels, it feels more like a Clubber Lang thing going on right now, you know, within our own country. Um, <laughs> so, Logan. Mickey is running for president. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. So Logan, um, so I mean, a couple podcasts ago, you asked some uh, if I felt um, like um, uh, the Jazz uh, were disappointing this year, and you know, I answered it, and I I listened to it. I thought about, it, I'm like, you know what? I think I am disappointing the Jazz this year because uh, I thought this was going to be a year for the Jazz to gel together, and like the more I think about it, I don't think the Jazz did. Like I have more questions about this Jazz now than I did last year before all the players came on, and I'm like, well, you know. This was not supposed to be that, you know, this is supposed to be the year like, okay, the Jazz did really well. They made a move and I can see their future and I really don't see it. So um, uh, I just want to bring that real quick that, yeah, you were right. This, this Jazz season is probably a disappointment in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not, yeah not, not based upon the results because I, I think the results have to be taken within a you right. know, within context because yeah. of how weird this year was. But I mean, even the, the bubble aside, right. Right, the, bubble was, the bubble wasn't fair because we were down bogey. We had Conley gone for a second and then but but there you know I understand there's people in and out of the lineup all year long, but we did have some decent little runs there where we tried to put all the guys, all the guys were healthy at once, and it just it never looked right. And just the I mean I I understand as Jazz fans we go up and down and the Jazz go up and down, but this is last season was the most Jekyll and Hyde I've ever seen. I mean to do right. what they did was just was crazy. And like you said, I don't I don't you know I mean when you talk about a team gelling, well yeah, the, the, you know what the gelling period for was for the Heat it was like a week. <laughs> or two weeks and so so that's what i'm right. saying I mean, j- gelling is only so far and if it, right. it's, it's i don't if know they were, younger, cr- they were crying they were about how many games lost on with the heat seven games or something i don't know yeah okay. but i mean that's what i'm saying but if if, 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 it's, if it's a younger team then yeah i'll give it a little, a little more a little more weight because young teams grow together they develop together but with a team of veteran pieces together yeah. i don't think you're in the nba i don't think you really have the luxury to let it uh i mean again if, it, if we were going to give it a year that's just, that, that, I still get so confused. I, when I was thinking about this podcast, I'm not knowing which direction we're going. I, I still don't know what to think of our roster. Yeah, and I know there's, there's obviously some glaring holes that we we know there's all holes we got to address. But like, do I feel good about Conley? I don't know yet. I still right. I don't know. <laughs> I like yeah. Conley. I, I want him to fit, but I don't know that he's ever going to. Yeah, right. I don't know it's, exactly. There's, 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 right, there's evidence evidence just going both ways all the time yeah. with all of them. Um, future, same, same, uh, same, same, same. I know it's just going to be blasphemous with Bogey's future future ex-wife on here, but um, <laughs> it's. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, with him too, though, I don't. I mean, I, he was great for us, but he had some some. He, you know, unless he can become more of a catch and shoot player, he demanded the ball a lot, and, and defensively at the four, which he kind of got slotted to. There's some 
we saw that that doesn't always work. So I, I but then, then again, he was so great in other moments. I don't, the two big pieces I'm still so confused on. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, future Miss Bogey. Do but you, know you could say that Bogey was much better fit than Conley showed himself to be. I mean, yeah, no, oh, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah. But that—that's—I that, mean, like who and no you, you, you guys have talked. You guys have talked at length on it. But if you, if Bogey's your highest value piece, even though you don't want to part with him, if you if you think you're Jeremy Grant uh, away from the whole deal, do you do it? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I'm uh, you, you're preaching the choir here. Future Mrs. Bogey or future Mrs. X Bogey, according to Logan. Um, <laughs> Uh, so the question that Logan posed to us, uh, and we'll probably pose it to everybody, is like, how do you feel about the season? Was it a disappointment? I mean, did it reach your expectations? What uh, What is about this jazz season? Um, uh, I had such high hopes for this season, and it didn't even come close. <laughs> I mean, like, were, were you thinking championship or bust? Good. I, I can't be upset about the way that it ended, especially with the way things went. But this team should have been so much better than what they ended up being. Yeah, I mean, and, and what do you attribute that to? Do you like? Do you think it's just like again? Was it just they didn't get each other, or like do you think the pieces just don't work together? It's hard to say. Like I, I don't know. There were times when it looked like they were going to be great when everybody was healthy and Conley was starting to fit in, and but then it was like the next game he wouldn't be anywhere near what he played the last game. So I don't know if it, it was just communication problems or they just couldn't gel or I don't, maybe it was the whole underlying Gobert and and Don thing that was causing issues. I don't know, but it just what didn't even come close to what I expected it to be. I feel like roster construction has to come into play because if you look at it going backwards, we're like, oh, we're, we're expecting Jeff Green to be a key defensive piece. Yeah, yeah. won't want. <laughs> Or just sure, a, no, that's just, you're right. I mean, he was supposed to be the defensive piece that pseudo was favors, right? So, right. Not, I mean, not to that, David, level, not to that like, level, but I mean, no one thought Bogey was going to come over and be a defensive stalwart. I guess is what I was saying. Yeah, but Bogey's right. not known for defense. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and like, I praised the Jazz uh, front office last year. Uh, I still praise them, and I think because it was just such a great feeling to see the Jazz go out. And trade for my colleague, giving away you know a couple draft picks, but really nothing that I thought was super important. Uh, then to to sign somebody of Bogdanovich's uh, caliber, like I, I don't think the Jazz had a, a, a better signing that I can remember. Um, and then to go get guys like Carlos, Jeff Green Carlos, to come, Carlos Boozer. <laughs> yes, I guess Boozer was. Uh, but even but we talked about this right, like Boozer. Before he came to Utah, wasn't as high. Like he didn't have that same, um, uh, you know, season that Bogdanovich had in, in Indiana. Um, it was still kind of a high risk. Um, Bogdanovich seems pretty, uh, you know, pretty set to be a, a pretty good scorer. Uh, Bogdanovich kind of reached expectations and even shattered it a little bit. Um, uh, yeah, he's speaking. <laughs> speaking of Indiana, Victor Oladipo, man, what is gonna go on there? Oh. Well, um, uh, all the Jazz have to do is um, uh, trade a couple <laughs> draft picks. I think the Jazz have eight more second round draft picks they can trade to Indiana. Sign and uh, trade. Both these are gold. Second yeah. rounders are gold. <laughs> get Victor over here. Then they can trade for Chris Paul. Uh, then they can. Uh, <laughs> Why does everybody know. want Chris Paul? Oh. Because uh, you're, we're, we're building a super team here. You might as well get Chris Paul. Um, uh, you know, favors. I'm uh, playing backup minutes very happily, playing backup minutes for uh, for the Jazz. Uh, Carl Malone comes out of uh, retirement. John Stockton. I'm uh, 
finally get <laughs> coming off get the bench. Coming off the rings, bench. Man. Finally get him those rings. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, I think I'm. Uh, I, I see why. I you know I I love the names being thrown out. Bring back so, Jeremy Evans. Oh Jeremy. Uh, oh Jeremy. I wasn't saying that he was coming to Utah, but I was just like, what do you guys think is going to happen with him? Victor Oladipo. Well, I thought I thought I thought I thought your I thought one of your dudes on here once said he's just going back to the the Lakers. Did I hear that or did I just make that up or Victor or Demar, oh. DeMar DeRozan? Screw the Lakers. Uh, I, I I honestly have no idea if somebody said he's going to the Lakers. Why wouldn't he? Because everybody I, I, I saw, else saw, was the Lakers. I saw Oladipo somewhere too. You're right. I saw who? Where did I see it? It was something weird. Uh uh, you know, Brewers, I don't great. know, Milwaukee but the Lakers Brewers. can't really pay him, so I don't really know that. Well, he's gonna you know, last that. year I last year I, I dunked on the Lakers for not having bench death, but that didn't really matter. The Lakers find a way is the thing. The Lakers will find. I mean, the Lakers can find a way that they have well, contracts. They can dunk. Playoff Rondo is real, apparently. You know, he yeah. only is good in the playoffs. He's been garbage yeah. all season, yeah. but he's good in the playoffs. Doesn't doesn't matter. Like um, uh, he saves it all for the end. So don't undersell um, Javale McGee's. Uh, bench, bench support and presence. Never, never <laughs> again will we understand Jamal McGee. Uh, Punk, um, uh, 003, underscore 003 on Twitter. Uh, the future, Mrs. Bogey. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, yeah, just hanging out. You know, having a little pod here. Um, uh, uh, you're you're actually a faithful listener, which is great. We we don't have that many of those. Um, uh, I don't even listen as much as you do, apparently. Um, but um. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's your first podcast appearance with us. Uh, first uh, podcast appearance, period. No, look at that. Uh, t- taking that V card. We- we've done that uh, multiple times, actually, so that's that's nice. Having people pop uh, the cherry. Yeah, yeah I, re- I remember Jared's first time he cried. So, uh, <laughs> Jeez. Period. Did you... What? <laughs> Jeez. I'm, 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 trying, I'm trying to watch the end of this baseball game, and all I hear is period and, peri- and cherry popping in. <laughs> I like this is not this is probably why the, the listenership is dropping. It's not the Yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, tell us what you're up to nowadays. I'm uh, like I'm, uh, you can follow her on Twitter at punk uh, underscore O three. You can see her bash the Lakers every every um every night. Even when the Lakers aren't playing, she just bashes not them. Not even really bashing the Lakers, it's Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. That's right. Her most hated player of all time. Um uh, like I said, she's a parent of two. She's got she was putting her little son down today. What's it like being a part of Jazz Twitter? I I love jazz Twitter. They're pretty awesome. Well, some of them, some of them are you, just really. Cool. You said putting them down, not old Yeller style, right? No, no, old style. no, no. More like a goodness gracious WWE style. WWE style RKO out of nowhere. Yeah, there you go. Even better. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. So you, you. I mean, you're in great in jazz Twitter. People, people love you. Um. What's it like? Um, uh, like, like, what do you love about Jazz Twitter? I guess. I guess I don't know. I've been I've gone through a lot of health stuff lately, and they've been more supportive than my own family. So. Yeah, I mean, hey, you know, uh, when you're here, your family. Wait. Right. Is that Olive Garden? A L L O F Garden. I think that's all garden. You're right. All lives yeah. matter garden. What? Oh. Have you guys Googled that before? Olive Garden? Uh-uh. Spelled the wrong way? It's fantastic. I, I recommend you do it. Oh, okay. I will definitely do that. No, well, I, not, I, I only called it, it I only called it that because of, you know, MAGA word, you know, Hayward. 
right. Samagi himself. Oh yeah, um, Hayward bashing. <laughs> um, uh, if you want to do some Hayward bashing, um, uh, uh, follow her on Twitter. She'll, she'll join in with you. Um, I'm so confused that Hayward got a boy. I thought the last bashful thing we saw is he was upset they were getting another girl. Did I? Uh, yeah, that was, I thought they said they were getting another girl. Yeah. Daddy's so happy or something. I mean, what Daddy, that, that, that was a while ago. Daddy's always Daddy happy. It's a long time ago. So they've had like seven kids since then, huh? Oh yeah. Like um, oh, so he's, coming, he's, he's coming back to Utah then. <laughs> no, we don't want him. Why? Why don't you want him? I don't want him. I don't. He's just a porn stash. <laughs> that actually <laughs> only—that's the only re- redeeming thing he's done recently. <laughs> Does he have that porn stash? <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. I mean, like, don't don't bash it, man. Um, uh, so um, uh, your your future Mrs. Bogey, but you're also um, uh, you know, favors as a side chick. Um, uh, what do you what? Uh, you love favors. Um, why do you want favors to come back to Utah? I favors kind of he embodies what the Jazz are about. That hard work, nose to the grindstone, and he's not afraid. I mean, he will do whatever job you want him to. He could have left Utah at any point after he was traded here, and he chose to stick it out. I mean, I don't know. I just think he would be a better backup to to go better than uh, Tony Bradley. Oh, wait, wait, whoa. Wait, we, we don't do Tony Bradley slander here, all right? Oh, well. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is not like a pro Tony Bradley podcast since when? I've, I've never talked to I've never, I've never spoken a bad word about Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley's really popular on the Nugget Pouch, my other podcast. So he... <laughs> <laughs> I love that he calls it the Nugget Pouch. <laughs> that's freaking great like I, like I, I don't know what the, like it's like so it's very quick when he says it but oh man it's funny um uh so um uh how did you become a jazz yep. fan i'm uh bogey i was born a jazz fan oh. i've been a jazz fan my whole life yeah. your dad was born Jerry in the Sloan, darkness your mom is gail miller <laughs> you merely adopted the darkness she was born into it what, what was it like growing up like i'm because honestly i'll be honest like in my schools it was hard to find girl jazz fans um i so yeah, i, I was a like, rare breed there weren't many sports fans but yeah yeah i, I think know. it's truer now that there's that you see more female sports fans than you used to i don't know why but it could be so i media. like it yeah, maybe we're just more connected to each other, you know. Like our bubbles have expanded, so yeah, know, that's not probably just... true. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I just got the Olive Garden connection. <laughs> wow, you're really uh, you're serious? It took me it took me a second. You're right, because Gordon Hayward got so much garbage for loving Olive Garden. I think I even got to Jim Rome's t- table, didn't that, it? That that's why it's all lives matter, Garden. Oh my gosh, that was a good one, Jared. Very nuanced. I didn't do all of it. Though, man. I was That's okay. I'm glad. I'm glad you. I'm glad you're with me. Very That's nuanced. Awesome. That um, was very good. That was deep. And and we also shouted out Jeremy Evans earlier. They love Olive Garden and Subway. I think right. Like they lived off Subway gift cards or something. Eat fresh. Yeah. Uh, I want yeah. to. I do want to thank our our, our sponsors for today's podcast, Zupas Cafe Zupas. Um, uh, go get some soup there. Um, all right, well, folks, I'm uh, follow future Mrs. Bogey. Um, uh, again, she's got some stuff coming up, so send her your love because um, uh, she deserves it. Uh, at, at punk underscore zero zero three, um, Jared Logan. Thank you for so now. We got we, we're doing three man booth now. You know, uh, one of us is going to be Mark Jackson, and 
listen anymore. Yeah. I already, I already <laughs> told you McGee, so. <laughs> I, I don't want to say Mama Where Goes That Man. That's that's your job, Pooh. Uh, Mama There Goes That Man. So do it. We found Mark. There's Mark. There he is. There's Mark. Um, uh, uh, all right, guys. Well, um, uh, you know, we, we plan on doing um, uh, more weekly episodes um, uh, right now, just once a week. Hopefully. Okay, I called Doris Burke. I'm Doris Burke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, let's see. <laughs> Burn. Um, but, um, uh, uh, yeah. Okay, Jared. Let's uh, let's slow down a bit. Like um, uh, I like to entertain a couple of things, but um, uh, <laughs> let's let, let, let like, the break a little bit. All no right. slandering the goat. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll Dor- see. Doris, uh, uh, that, Doris like, Mark, like... and Javel. Yeah, that's a hell of a trio. <laughs> oh, Javel. Um, uh, who who do you think is the best former NBA player turned analyst? Kendrick Perkins. Oh, heck no. Dear heck God, no. no. Kendrick. <laughs> My goodness. The bet? I don't know. T-Mac is pretty good, though, for being serious. I yeah, mean, T-Mac, T-Mac is actually pretty good. Yeah. Um, I Draymond, man. Well, he's not a former player, though. Yeah. yeah but Draymond, pretty is, is. he's pretty much the, the best analyst that has ever played. <laughs> we'll see. We're talking about like in our lifetime, right? So I mean, we can't count Charles because he is like it's like when people claim they love MJ and they're under forty. No one really watched MJ under forty. Right? They watched Space Jam <laughs> and they watched Highlights me, yes, I did. YouTube. No, you didn't. I don't trust you. Trust I don't trust anyone's opinion as a fourteen-year-old. I've done the math on it. We're all in our teenage. <laughs> we're all in our teenage years. If you're under forty, when MJ was around, wait, wait. wait. Us, so you have to you have to be over forty to have a MJ opinion that, that no, Logan no, will listen saying, to. Like, yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, what, what you've really seen and appreciated with your own eyes in real time. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. I'm just saying, you know, Chuck doesn't count, right? Uh, I mean, is he good? I mean, he's funny. He's good at everything. I mean, I, those guys. He is not good. good at picking who's going to win. That's true. That's, that's he's true. also, but that's he's also not I good at breaking it down for casual fans either. I don't I feel like that, I think he knows oh. that's a sh- too. So, um, uh, yeah, those yeah. Are that's guys. What, I, I feel like Shaq is better. If you're talking analyst, Shaq is better than Chuck. Shaq hands is much down. better than Charles. He was definitely yeah. a pleasant surprise. I was so disappointed when they put him with that crew. I'm like, why are they forcing Shaq upon us? Because you know that whole Jabberwockies nonsense with Shaq. And <laughs> we were forced I love to love Shaq. <laughs> I hated Shaq. I hated him as a player. I hated his personality. I hated that we were force fed him. But I, I was, never I was, so, I was, I was, I was so wrong though. When he was, he's, he's so good with that crew though. He really is yeah. so good. He, so he really is. He's probably yeah, the, he really the best analyst of the group besides Ernie. Ernie, Ernie's actually pretty smart when it comes to. Have you guys, have you guys listened to their podcast, Ernie and Chuck's podcast, the, the steam room? Oh, I actually haven't. I've, I stole I've, it. I remember it, it, seeing I, that. I, I can't, I can't claim that I got it. It was what, what's your, what's, uh, what's her, what's her name? Your thunder, your thunder lady. What's her thunder? What's oh, her yeah. thunder Amber. Like? Amber, yeah. Yeah, she, she, she gave it to me on the Twitter, and it's 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 really good. It's good stuff. Um, but the most uh, important but, thing Shaq did is he saved Papa John's from, from John himself. Uh, that's true. That's the most important <laughs> thing he did. Yeah. Papa John, Papa, that's very Logan true. Papa, Logan and Papa John's go, go way back. So I was a pizza distribution engineer for PJ United for a long time. <laughs> Wait, is that the actual title of the job? Because that's amazing. That's the, that's the title I gave myself. Sometimes oh, I call okay. it nutrition that, transfer That's still engineer. an amazing title. That's still yeah. an amazing title. I, I, nutrition I, transfer engineer. I love that, man. <laughs> I love it. That's how he got laid. That's how I got paid, yep. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, uh, well, I'm going to let Logan finish his baseball game. Uh, Jared, I'm, uh, we're going to keep doing this. We're going we're to keep getting better, bigger and better. And hopefully, you know, our, our numbers have dipped, but you know what? Let's, let's get our numbers back up. Let's, let's talk good, some good jazz stuff. This was a really great, um, uh, uh, Quinn Snatter talk today and a lot of jazz talk today. Uh, I feel like this was a really fun episode, man. Yeah. This was, if this doesn't get listeners to come back, I don't know what will. Well, you know what? I, I think, I think we have to I think don't think our numbers are, are bad per se. The future Mrs. You know? Bogey. She, 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 she brought the people to us. She brings the meat. <laughs> <laughs> Did she just call me that? Right. No, I'm kidding. Oh, oh shit. He, oh, said, damn. He, said, he said bigger and better. I don't. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> He's watching I Facebook. Gonna, I, I was gonna make it. I was gonna make a blue pill reference, and then it just passed me by. And, uh, the, Wait, are we? T- you're not talking Matrix though, like red pill, blue pill. You're talking like sure. no, it's, uh, it's a different. Yeah, for sure. You're talking Matrix. like a David Locke sponsored ad. Have yeah, you guys? Remember, uh, do you guys remember that video McCoy put up with her listening to that David Locke sponsored hat? That is still one of my favorite things. Yeah. You guys, no, you no, guys no. the ED is a problem, right? So here's here's the way to, for you guys to fix it. Our new sponsor, Cafe Zupas. Um, <laughs> Cafe Zupas will fix your ED. Let, let's keep tweeting at them <laughs> until they actually sponsor us. Cafe that's Zupas. Why that's why there's so many of them all over the the the, the Wasatch. <laughs> <laughs> all right well terrible, thanks for joining him uh thanks for joining the three-man booth here again follow her on twitter she, come on jazz twitter do 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 it follow her at punk underscore double oh three uh go to the at go the go the distance 49 nice for uh jared and at dragon squatch host of sasquatch sports with um uh, dj honey pods with a z and i'm a uh, host of uh hitting the high, high notes uh, uh jazz talk with the also z's so um, I, uh, I, if this means who's stepping away from the pod then we might be in trouble logan uh you know, yeah, anybody, a, anybody throw his name in there at the very end it's the most important one yes i, I will say that <laughs> uh, if i die you get you guys um uh are Phew. to continue You're still the hootran podcast network yeah so um uh you know hey you know i never know when i'm gonna die you know you you live life to you live life one day at a time, one quarter mile at a time. So, um, <laughs> we'll catch you guys later. All right, <laughs> and, oh, we'll see you guys. Trans Superman, time. aka Dom, is signing off. <laughs> it's not be the Quinn Snyder slander podcast. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I should. I, I should have said more nice things about Quinn Snyder. That's my bad. Just slide him a couple. Just slide him a couple car dealerships or whatever. exactly. I was gonna say that they're like. I'm also we have Derek favors some uh, Toyota, just some uh, all across the across the west front. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> My next car purchase, Derek favors Toyota. Yeah, Derek favors will sign every one of them. I'll the start cars. working there. <laughs> like... I need to go get tested for. I need to get tested for scurvy and polio next as well. I was gonna say, I mean, <laughs> yeah, Jared, well, Jared yeah that's. I already scurvy. made the scurvy reference at the beginning. Yeah. I was like, oh no, that's not the right one. Are we gonna have DJ Honey Paws on at, at some point in time on this podcast to like discuss how she discovered the jazz through Anne and all that stuff? What? I would love to do that. Okay, there you go. Sounds fun. I would love to do that. I would love to talk about all the things I've done with the jazz in my short time with the jazz. <laughs> I've, done, I've seen some crazy jazz. I've done a lot of jazzy things. 